And here we are. We're back. We're live. We're doing it. We're living it. We're feeling right and we're taking it all in. Mm-hmm. Breathe. All right. Let it out. Let's go with the flow, baby. Here we already know. Chilling here. Got Drew to my left. He's got a COVID test in hand. And um, he's going to... He's going to get us some results, hopefully, in six minutes. So mm. we'll keep you up to date on that. The podcast is going. It's flowing, and we ain't going to stop. No test is going to change that. We got ourselves a little special guest today. His name's Ari, and um, take it away. Hi. It's good My name's Ari. I'm an alcoholic. Hi, Ari. I'm 18 years old, and I'm currently in rehab. Damn, what brought you to rehab, homie? Drugs and alcohol. Give us a little backstory. Uh, what happened and what led you to choosing this uh, this direction? Well, Maliki Connor, I have some. I have a lot of things to tell you, dude. Damn. Yeah, I don't know. I honestly, Ari and I have been working together for. A few months now, we've spent a lot of great quality time together in the truck, outside of the truck, out in the field, and um, I don't think either of us really know very much about one another. So this is this is a treat. Mm. I think you, you're closer with my brother, Kevy boy, <laughs> Kev John. Yep. So yeah, what's up? Tell me a lot. What do you got? All right. Um. So I'll take you back to like the first time I really ever thought about drugs or alcohol or thought about like being an alcoholic like I was like nine years old I was pretty young and my family um really big on my mom's side everybody except for her was an alcoholic like her sisters her mom her dad um most of them were prescribed benzos taking benzos all the time and drinking and I was always around that, like, th- like on the weekends, we'd go hang out with them, just constantly around drinking. And when I was nine years old, I remember being at my grandmother's house, and I, I looked in the fridge, and I looked at the alcohol. There was this sporting KC malt liquor, I remember, and I, I picked it up, and I looked at it, and I was like, well, like, I don't know, I just want to try it, you know, it'll be cool. And I, like, I drank, like, probably like a cup's worth over time just coming back to the fridge like oh this tastes pretty good this tastes pretty good not really like noticing if I got drunk or not but like I just remember the next day going and telling everybody that I drank and I was like dude I'm an alcoholic like I love drinking like I was nine years old and I was just saying that like as a joke because I thought it was funny to all my church friends but like looking back that was like the first time I ever experimented with anything and like that's Honestly, where my feelings started going to shit and the rest of my life started, like, not feeling connected with anybody. Like, not really feeling like a kid. Um, Like, after that, I didn't touch anything for a long time until I was, like, 16 years old. Um, I, like, stayed away from drugs and alcohol because I was scared that I would lose everything I had even though I didn't really have anything. I was just in school. And I, I got a job at the YMCA. I was a freshman and high school and I was gonna be a lifeguard and I was like so hyped on this shit and like I didn't really know like about this side of town I hadn't really been around it but the YMCA wasn't really a good place and like just a lot of drug culture going on there um and 
it was my first week in there. I remember sitting in the, the break room and one of my coworkers was like, hey, we're going to go smoke in Jack's car. And I was like, oh, shit, like, can I come? Like, just out of nowhere, I just decided to do that. I went and smoked weed in someone's car. Didn't really think I was high until I, like, took all my clothes off and started doing push-ups while I was supposed to be lifeguarding. And after that, I asked him for his plug's number, immediately got weed after work. After that moment, I started smoking every day, 16, every day at school, all the time. Um, For a while, like, weed was, like, really my only problem. I mean, not a problem. Like, that was the only thing I did. I didn't think it was a problem. I thought it was fucking cool. And I didn't really touch anything else because I was like, oh, no, like, weed's natural. Like, this won't kill me. Like, it's good. I was one of those guys. Like, I thought I was a hippie just because I smoked weed. And I just remember one day I was, like, about to turn 17. It was during Christmas time. And some one of my friends was in town that I hadn't seen in a long time, and they're like, hey, do you want to, like, go to a party? And I was like, shit, like, yeah, I want to be cool. I was like, I'm already high as fuck. Like, why the fuck would I not go to a party? Like, that sounds so cool. Went there, um, drank, like, my first beer I ever drank since I had that, like, since I was nine, and immediately fell in love with alcohol. And... That's when, like, everybody started to notice that I had a problem with drugs. Is when I started drinking all the time. I I was too young to go buy my own alcohol. So I would go buy hand sanitizer that was already, like, liquid. And I would drink that, like, every day that I could for about a year. Like, I don't know. Coming up to when I was, like, about to turn 18, I had drank hand sanitizer for, like, months. I was still smoking weed and stuff, but I just fucking loved it. it just, like, burned as it went down my throat. Just so much alcohol. Just blacked out all the time. And I don't really, like, I didn't really do much with my life. School was COVID. Didn't have to go to school. Just fucking drank. Got high. Passed school. And that was it. Uh, coming up after that, like, I graduated high school early because I didn't really want to do shit. I got a job at UPS, which was down downtown KC. Like, really shitty people I was working with. And I, I got introduced to pills, got introduced to Xanax, started taking pills a lot more, started buying Xanax every day, drinking still, smoking weed still. Just... Doing all that at the same time, I was just, you know, really asking for it. And that, like, led up to the point where I, like, really got caught. Like, yeah, I had been caught with smoking weed and shit before, but, like, I just combined all these things together, went, did sleeping pills on top of Xanax, drank, did DXM, did dabs in my bathroom, sitting in my bathroom for four hours. My mom came up and you know knocked on the door like what the fuck are you doing in there like you've been in there for four hours like no I haven't I'm good just walked out went to bed pretended like nothing happened and like the next day I just knew that 
I fucked up. I knew everybody knew I had a problem. I knew I wasn't hiding it from anybody. And I knew, like, this is the shittiest I'm ever going to feel. And I took all my alcohol, took my Xanax, and I put it on my mom's counter. And I went to World of Phone with my sister. Came back that night and then decided that I was going to go to rehab with my parents. Um, I don't know. I didn't, like, I wanted to do rehab. I wanted to be sober. But I didn't want to put in the work for it. And honestly, coming into rehab, I decided to go to Crossroads. I, I really fucked off, did jack shit for myself, hung around bad people, like committed arson, did a lot of illegal things just to fill my void while I was sober. Until, like, I don't know, one day it just clicked. Like, I can have the relief that I want if I just fucking talk about it. And, you know, after that point, I don't know, I just, I'm filled with a lot of gratitude in my life with sobriety, like, seeing all the shit I get, like, I don't know, I have a, I have a house, I have a job that I probably shouldn't have because I show up an hour late every day. I'm really grateful for that. Um, I have so many deep connections with people that I never thought I would be able to have. like, And it's all just because I, I had to decide to be honest. I decided to talk about what I wanted to talk about, or not what I wanted to talk about, what I need to talk about. And it's just, that's the most changing thing I can do for myself. It's making the decision, do I want to feel shittier? Hey, do I want to know that like I'm taken care of? Because I just took one action. And that's, I don't know, it's, my life's so different now. I'm so grateful for everything that I have, and I don't know. I'm just excited to see where it goes. Dear Jiminy, all right, you had me at nine, and then you hooked me when uh, you talked about going to Worlds of Fun with your sister, and your uh, whole demeanor changed. You went from, you know, kind of a what seemed like you were about to break down to just immediate smile on your face right before you said the word rehab and that's that's amazing you know the fact that you know most people look at rehab as like the bottom point or the low of their life experience up until then but you know you see that as the turning point to a new chapter and this life that you're living today and just yeah just saying the word gratitude that's that says it all to me but Dude, this, that was awesome. That really actually took took me off guard, to be honest. I don't know. I'm sure Drew might have some some things to add, and maybe he can give us a little insight into that COVID test. I'm negative. Either I didn't do it right, or it's, I don't know. I'm negative, folks. <laughs> anyway, yeah, thank you for sharing, Ari. Um that is just a classic story of a young man that found a better way to live. And it's like uh, what I was thinking when you're talking about Ari smiling when he said rehab is that it's such a it, it like we kind of joke around that like it's funny we all went to rehab because like in the past when I was um, in denial of getting help and whatnot, it was just like rehab was such like a dirty like I don't know it just sounded sounded like all the 
the fuck ups went. And you know what? I'm a fuck up, and I and I love it, and we all are. And like, uh, definitely being uh, making that decision for myself as well. I've been able to see how many people from you know 14 to 30 years old in that young age range getting sober. It's uh, you know, I think more and more every day people are more um aware and more open with uh getting help and bettering their lives and like admitting that they need help because that's that's a tough thing to say and that's why I love this podcast cuz I feel like we can uh share our uh, experience and like just let everyone know that we relate and that it's okay to get help it's okay to go to rehab you know Amy Winehouse should have went you know, but she didn't. That dog is barking like crazy, and it sucks, but it's okay. Hopefully, you can't hear it. Um, but that's all I got. Rehabs for quitters. <laughs> that's the last thing I got told before I, I quit my job at UPS. No way. <laughs> what degenerate told you that? D'Anthony. D'Anthony. He was my Xanax plug. <laughs> <laughs> God bless it. You got anything else, Ari? Nah, dude. Like, I mean, I fucked up a lot more in between all that. Like, there was a lot of big events that happened. Like, you know, we all have our really low bottoms, but it all it all worked out. Couldn't be happier to be an alcoholic. Mm. Amen. If you had uh, one word of it, <laughs> sorry. Mouse dogs is a child. Um, if you had one word of advice to someone else that's, you know, 18, 19, or literally any age um, today from what you've experienced, what would that be? Like one word? It doesn't need to be a word. No, oh. not like a word. Just like oh, dude, some like, words. Um, I remember the first thing I said in outpatient, just stop being a bitch, you know, ask for help. Mm. You know, you're being a bitch by sitting in your shit, so, you know, reach out. And that's beautiful, Ari. Reach out. Mo, you got anything for us? Yeah, he is. Well, Ari, uh, I really appreciate you taking the time to share with us. That was great. And, um... I hope you enjoyed this episode. (laughs) Love you.